Hello and welcome to this, the sixth episode of the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson and I'm the founder of Stack and I'm recording this in our offices at Somerset House on the 7th of October 2016. This week I'm speaking to Ricarda Messner, the publisher of Flanner and also now of Sofa Magazine and I think this one makes a really nice follow-up to last week's podcast. So last week I spoke to Stephen Greger who's the guy behind Gym Class Magazine and he spoke then about some of his frustrations with the independent magazine industry, specifically this idea that these magazines need to be big, heavy, expensive objects. And that's something that Ricarda also had uh, some difficulties with. And Sofa is really her response to that. Um, She speaks really interestingly about why she decided to make a smaller, lighter, cheaper magazine. And she also speaks a lot about the ideas behind the magazine. So Sofa will always be a magazine about the future but she approaches that subject in a a variety of different ways. So this first issue is the teen issue, but then they're going to do Cyber Love next. And it sounds like a really, really interesting editorial proposition. Um, I I say that this is a follow-up to last week's podcast. I should say that this isn't in sequential order. So I actually spoke to Ricarda um, at Indicon in Hamburg at the start of last month, so September 2016. Um, And this was actually the first interview I recorded as a potential podcast thing that might emerge someday. So I'm really pleased to be able to get it out now. That's it from me for now. I hope that you enjoy uh, the conversation with Ricarda and I'll be back at the end with a few more words. Okay, so I'm here sitting in the lovely leafy surrounds of uh, the Lake Alster in Hamburg uh, with Ricarda Messner uh, from, well, so first of all, publisher of Flaneur magazine and more recently publisher of Sofa. Exactly. Okay, so um, we were just having a little chat inside about Sofa Mm -hmm. and what's going on and what's coming next, Mm -hmm. Uh, at which point I decided I have to take a recorder out of my pocket (laughs) and start forcing you to talk to me about it. Now let's repeat everything (laughs) again. (laughs) But so so I guess for people who haven't seen Sofa before, um, give us some background. Describe. Well... As you correctly said, I've started Flanner three years ago and then as of last year I had or I felt more and more the need to do like another magazine because doing print magazines is so much fun. <laughs> um, and um, But for everyone who has seen Sofa or maybe also for everyone who hasn't seen Sofa, it's a very different format compared to Flaneur and I kind of felt the need to introduce a bit of trashy and glossiness to the indie print segment because I feel like in the last three years we all proved the point print is not dead and we can all make beautiful super high quality produced magazines with foil and fold outs and whatnot and um, then I was also starting Sofa from kind of like a more economic point of view when mm-hmm. it, where I thought okay well why are we all producing such crazily expensive magazines um, so going maybe back to kind of like, you know, like even how ID started, you know, like as a zine. And so Sofa is very cheaply and easily produced. And that's also playing a bit with like mixing high and low culture. So the idea then came with the co-editor Kaya, who I actually met through the third issue of Laneur, which was in Montreal. Uh-huh. So she's based in Montreal. And basically since the last two years she became like my closest friends and we would have hour-long 
Skype sessions and just talk about whatever we feel like talking. And then we just thought, let's do a magazine that has maybe like a vibe like this. So kind of like as we're sitting right now on also kind of a very comfy palette. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to say yeah. sofa, but that's stretching well, it way yeah. beyond. But sofa can be defined in like various ways. So just to introduce like a magazine where everyone can say what they want to say and where you know whether it's like an emotional opinion or an academic opinion we're very interested in kind of like creating an empathetic conversational zone and we're always interested when it comes to the future and like future scenarios and prophecies so we're always taking like like a topic and looking at it in the now but always sort of like looking where's this heading so uh -huh. we started with the future of society which is the teens of today with generation z um, and we launched this last month so that that was the first issue so you're yes. taking um so the word sofa yeah. has all sorts of domestic um yeah. i guess ideas of comfort so yeah. this is a comfortable place yeah. where people can speak freely and mm -hmm. easily and also though because it's kind of intimate maybe where you're also exchanging not so comfortable topics you know we even have this column which is called the dirty pillow talk <laughs> <laughs> you know where yeah it's okay to say like even like smutty things or that maybe you wouldn't like say out loud and actually yeah our society is smutty and there are dark corners but that's okay and usually they're also the more interesting nuances of you know us human beings so it's not like a pretty magazine also in terms of I think the design you know like Yukiko that I do the um, also design for Flaneur with they again went totally wild and like a lot of people also like the feedback has been it's not just editorially sometimes a bit like all over the place definitely design wise you know your eyes a bit I mean you've seen it so this yeah. is it this is it and so the, when I received it like the, yeah. I I was You're like, really... what are you doing? No, 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 no. So I saw, I saw the the first page, right. and you do that thing where uh, instead of having a headline mm. and a subhead, and then the article begins, right. you just begin like the article just starts, and you right. start with some bigger text at the top, yeah. and you go into some smaller text yeah. below. Yeah. Because. Well, I mean, because like Yukiko's. I mean, especially because the first issue is like a teen magazine and they have been playing with the usually kind of like trashy formats that we all know, like from youth culture publications where, yeah, it's not like so beautiful designed and you understand this is the headline, this is the subtext, there comes the framed image. So to also, you know, have kind of like life happening in the magazine and life sometimes gets a bit hectic and weird and chaotic and ugly and... So we're, I think, embracing that um, as well with the design language. And the first one is especially very kind of like poppy and talking in like the teen colors. So with the second issue... Lots which, of pink, lots of yellow. Lots of pink, lots of yellow, lots of blue. I mean, also just kind of, I think, you know, teenagehood is also such a diverse thing. So, yeah, you know, there's also like a lot of black and dark. Um, but with the second one, which will be around cyber love, I'm sure that they gonna find like a more digital, robotic kind of, I guess, look. But I never know with them, which is the great thing. Like I always, like the most fun thing also with Flaneur, it's like when they send the first design things, you're like, okay, <laughs> interesting, <laughs> but keep on doing what so you're doing. So this is where we're going this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean... I think they already like the logo and there's some sort of templates but I'm sure it's just going to be again like it's very own yeah. thing yeah and with Flanner that's such an important part mm. of the magazine because yeah. the mag is this incredible immersive experience yeah. where you feel like you have gone to this place mm -hmm. you've been 
surrounded by it. It yeah. feels to me like so Flaneur has certainly become yeah. an exemplar of what independent publishing is today. I mean, you know, it's mm. one of the great independent magazines mm-hmm. we have now. Mm-hmm. And it feels to me like with Sofa, mm-hmm. you're deliberately getting away from that mm-hmm. and rebelling a little bit against what you've come up through. Well, I mean, the rebellion, I guess, because Flaneur is very, very independent in the sense of we're completely independent when it comes to the content, you know, even like when it comes to the publishing, there's only ways of either teaming up with cultural institutions who are also supporting us and then just brands being able to place their advertisement in the back. But it's a very artistic, editorial, independent um, concept and approach. And kind of last year, you know, I felt, on, this is also what we're trying to do with Sofa, how can you make, actually a very, like Sofa is aiming to become very commercial and we're very interested also, how do you team up with brands maybe in ways that you want to team up with them and is there a way also to produce, you know, content that, you know, embraces, I don't know, kind of like the brand driven times that we're, that we're living in and even when it comes to financing you know like even I mean we haven't had this too much or we didn't really have it in the first issue but I'm also very curious how do you do special editorials and all of those things um, yeah I mean so so far will be very different when it when it comes to this and it's 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 aiming at a very different kind of uh, mm, scenario mm. and it felt to me there was also a sense of rebelliousness you mentioned mm-hmm. the, the the business behind it. Yeah, a sense of rebelliousness mm-hmm. in this idea that I'm going to make an independent magazine that I think I can make a profit out of. Right, which is crazy. The, yeah. is that how have we ended up in this place where people publishing independent magazines yeah. just expect that they're going to be doing it as a labour of love or right. they're going to lose money on it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you're saying no, we don't need to do that. We can yeah, actually yeah, run this like as a business. Why? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a it was kind of a weird epiphany that I had last year where. Because, as I said, with Flaneur, you know, we wouldn't just team up with some sort of brand to make us, like, commercial or to do kind of, like, something, like, even to expand, like, the Flaneur world. We've been very hesitant. I mean, we could have... Flaneur became actually also, like, a weird buzzword, we feel like, in the last three years. And we could have gone, like, you know, like, even merchandise, really extreme commercial traveling, like, book Flaneur. We can, like, show you the microcosms of whatever city. But, yeah, we haven't been doing this. So, with Sofa, we're definitely looking at coming out with a sofa universe so sofa magazine will just be like one part but we're very interested in doing like um other things we're even gonna do like a talk or kind of a workshop and residency with teen girls around um developing their own online games so we're doing this with red bull studios in new york so this is like what i mean with When's that happening? When do you do um, that? November, December. Cool. Yeah. So you're going to New York for a couple of months. Well, I wish it's just going to be, I guess, like a kickoff weekend. <laughs> yeah. Starting still. A bit, yeah. <laughs> but then um, the idea is to kind of develop like an ongoing like workshop with those girls and then hopefully finally actually present the games that they've been coming up with. So but this is like what I mean, like teaming up with commercial institutions or also brands but kind of like doing um interesting things with them Mm, um mm. so that you know reflect our interests so yeah let's let's see where the universe uh takes where the universe leads it yeah and then and i guess like if you talk about your interests Mm -hmm. so if the whole idea of the magazine is future yeah that's the sort of thing that 
mm-hmm. brands like that, right? Brands like to talk about the future. Yeah, it's it's actually very interesting. I mean, because Kaya and I, you know, when we talk, you know, we come up with like the weirdest prophecies. We even have like, for example, um, Kaya wrote this one fashion column about the um, shoulder pad is back and it's pointier than ever. And then even if you look at the pragmatics, like, you know, we were like, okay, so porn is going to increase by 10%. You know, we're looking, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's also some humor to it, but also just kind of like imagining like, yeah, what is happening right now and what might this be? Um, And uh, interestingly enough, um, like the people who've been ordering, there were actually like a lot of like trend companies and uh, yeah, some some bigger brands who I guess, yeah, obviously are very interested. What is Generations at thinking? Because Mm -hmm. it's their, um, yeah big kind of like um, target group when it comes to making them consume their products um but yeah i guess also maybe looking at more diverse things that we kind of like contri- um yeah uh, try to put in in the issue uh-huh. so yeah it's it's always i mean that's kind of the very fascinating thing when you do a magazine and i'm always a bit hesitant to come up with a definite target group always in the beginning it's kind of like yeah so who's so far gonna read I, I don't know like you know it's very it was the same with Franeur it takes really time when you're doing print to see who likes it who's responding to it now people need to understand it's not a teen mag it's you know like everyone can read it and yeah um, because with teen you've been able yeah. to really plant a flag in the sand and say yeah. we are about future because exactly. the, these that's, kids are going to be yeah, the future yeah, but yeah that is also potentially misleading because know. everyone knows what a teen mag yeah, is. Yeah. Everyone yeah, yeah. goes straight to that. Yeah. So, so how, what are you going to do with Cyberlove right. that is going to take us in that future-based direction? Well, Cyberlove, we just um, teamed up or we just agreed on um, a really great journalist. She's based in New York and she was you know, part of the whole um, uh, Occupy Wall Street movement and she also has a really interesting philosophy column in the New York Times and she's definitely a radical um very smart great um uh female writer and we when we started talking just you know it was kind of like once we first sat down and we just started exchanging you know what comes to your mind when you think of cyber love and of course you know there's the whole aspect of modern relationships business relationships how has this been changing but then of course tapping into the whole field of monoculture and you know corporations basically just five probably um, determining our lives these days and what does it mean and where's this heading virtual reality AI stalking hacking um, yeah um, it's gonna be I guess again a challenge um, to you know pick like certain things because I mean we had now 92 pages and I think we always sort of want to stay in that so it will always feel like a bit this not thin but you know kind of like a supplement vibe so, yeah, I don't think we'll ever produce like 150 pages. So it's kind of difficult to reduce it um, and to not like we can't really do like 10 page features. I mean, we have to see we have to try it out. But it's sometimes, you know, just like two articles on one page. So also the designers are trying to um, break it up um, and this is why maybe it feels a bit intense sometimes because a lot of stuff is happening and a lot of content is also happening sometimes on one page. But, yeah, we have to now see how we maybe balance it a bit more out. But this is the yeah. beauty of magazines because yeah. you have a finite number <laughs> right. of pages that you yeah. can fill so you've yeah. got to pick the best stuff yeah. to go in there. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like your vision of the future is one in which sex becomes more commercialized mm. and the, we, we lose some of the privacy that, that we have I guess we mm-hmm. bemoan our privacy now but you see that's going even further away from us yeah I mean the thing is though you know when I maybe started Flaneur also like in the last year I also wanted to make like a magazine that reflects a lot of my other interests and that's definitely like pop culture and trash and you know like also me being in an age where I consume a lot where I'm exposed to like a lot of um, yeah sort of like I don't know my last years have been defined a lot by corporate not I don't know corporations but especially when you're growing up like as a young woman like you're defining yourself and like the interest and I wanted to also just I guess put a magazine out there that speaks more you know this kind of language and um, yeah and just because I I love trash and I just feel like I mean it has been changing a bit last year but especially our scene you know I feel like we're sometimes so elitist and a bit like snobby and arrogant and trash is always considered as just like garbage but it tells so much about us you know about us like human beings it's and popular culture exactly we, we, yeah. we can be all you know you know we sit here in our lovely lakeside venue yeah, in hamburg yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. survey the world but the, the reality yeah. is that most people yeah. are not consuming these magazines exactly. most people are consuming yeah. Yeah. pop yeah and i mean the ideal version because we're still sort of right now just positioned in like the typical places like do you read me and like the indie but I mean yeah in a way I think even like the content could reach like a way bigger mass than the usual other indie suspects which are always kind of like very much targeted for like a niche audience and also Flaneur I know will never you know be a mass product but Sofa is kind of like even just with its look but it could play with the idea could this be maybe the potential new kiosk magazine but maybe with i mean yeah with good content in a way i hope so and then so so keep on the content focus for your third issue yeah um, you taught me a word i've never heard before well i mean that was a funny thing that uh, kaya came out with but yeah it's gonna be bra but spelt with an h the new h yeah okay bra so like the bro but the bra but with the age so defining the new man because yeah I mean I also just told you that when it comes to feminism and like the last years of focusing so much on women finally obviously but obviously feminism is about also having the dialogue with you guys you know with men and you have been for sure I mean I even see it in my surrounding like the the idea of men and sometimes I have also like you know my guy friends saying like well that wasn't very masculine of me I'm like honey why do you say that what does it even mean you know like um so yeah we we just thought we would love to um have a closer look at at the man in our times and for sure we're gonna get like a man as a guest editor for that so we always have a guest editor because we also understand to sort of like tap into the specific themes you know we're kind of like outsiders but to sort of get like an insider into it and also it was very crucial for us to do teen mag where we didn't feel like we're doing a magazine about teens you know kind of like the old ladies are teaming up and uh, so yeah we we then found a 16 year old um very smart girl over instagram who lives in the suburbs of new jersey who introduced us into her world and we're going to do also then the same um yeah definitely for the men issue would be weird if two ladies would be doing i mean (laughs) yeah but you know i I guess then you're less credible also so maybe you want to sign up Ah. for the bra 
<laughs> I, well, now I know the word. I yeah. mean, I guess I qualify. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, so, the, so the, this is a magazine which mm-hmm. I think very, very interestingly mm-hmm. from the start is set up as something that can be a business and that, that can like actually yeah. work and, and look after itself. Yeah. Do you then have, so you've got your next couple mm-hmm. of issues planned, mm-hmm. do you have a point at which you say the magazine has to have done this for it to continue? Well, I mean... Well, the good thing about it is like also like when I compared like just the production cost, I mean, it was never so happy to like actually see numbers uh, for going to print when I when I received this by my printer, the quote. And so it's not that very difficult to finance the whole thing um, or to keep it alive in comparison to Freneur, which is always like a big struggle. So but I think, you know, always like giving it like a year so also like the first three issues is kind of a kind of a good amount um to look at it but yeah i'm also very bad at like giving myself limits it's like okay let's wait another year it's <laughs> <laughs> like you've been doing indie max for 40 years <laughs> so yeah yeah you crazy old lady yeah you've exactly got your magazines so see you. you at IndieCon in 2050 <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, look, thank you very much for talking. It's thank just you. starting to rain, exactly. so I think we might need to go and find shelter. Um, There's this funny thing, because the IndyCon makers, have you seen the new Mac that they've done for the city of Hamburg, which I is have. called Gentle Rain, Gentle so rain, I guess yeah. they've nailed it. With oh, the so this is the Gentle Rain? Yeah! So I can't believe they've <laughs> organized some rain <laughs> yeah. for us for the first You're day. You're experiencing the Gentle Rain. Awesome. Yeah. Ricardo, That's thank right. you very much. Thank you, Okay, that's it. Thanks very much to Ricarda for speaking to me. Um, I literally did just (laughs) end a conversation with her midway through and said, hang on, we should really be recording this. So um, I'm really grateful to her for kind of going with it and um, allowing me to to record the stuff that she was saying. I really love to see magazines that are deliberately trying to do something different. I think Sofa is absolutely doing that. Um, It's also really interesting to see this... You can't call it a new wave of magazines that are rebelling against the independent mainstream, but I think that there is definitely something interesting going on there. Um, If you enjoyed listening to Ricarda, please check back for our previous episodes. We'll be back next Friday afternoon with our next episode. Until then, you can follow us on SoundCloud or in iTunes or whatever else you use to listen to podcasts. Just search for Stack Magazines and we should be there. And thanks also to everyone who responded to my naked request at the end of the last episode for feedback um thank you very much for all the tweets and emails and things like that it's it's really much appreciated thanks very much for listening we'll be back next week uh goodbye